A young boy attended the court hearing of his own murder, stating, I'm alive. A plane was forced to turn around after a horse on board got loose. And one school district welcomes 17 sets of twins. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian in a closet with a raspy voice. Let's do it. Guys, it's, um, it's my voice. It's so nice. Have you been smoking? No, I haven't been smoking at all. I don't. This is how I sound. It's natural. It's healthy. A young boy attends the court that was hearing his own murder case. An 11-year-old boy appeared before a Supreme Court in India to convince the court that he is actually alive and that the murder case involving him is fake. The case began when the boy's father falsely accused his grandfather and uncles of killing the boy. The murder case was registered by police in Uttar Pradesh's Pilibit. Uh, I think I pronounced those correctly. Uttar Pradesh is a state in India with over 100 million people. It's quite large. The boy's name is Abey Singh. He has since then knocked on several doors to have this murder case closed and to prove that he is actually alive. He also appeared before an Allahabad High Court bench previously, but his petition was dismissed which in turn forced him to approach the Supreme Court with his petition. Guys, no, I swear I'm alive, guys. I'm alive. <laughs> guys, I'm alive. I'm, I'm, here I am. I'm alive. Order, order. The jury will disregard that outburst from the young boy in the gallery. So it says on Friday, the boy stood before a division bench of the Supreme Court and said, quote, I am alive. Yes. He probably said it loudly. I'm alive. How do you not add idiots onto the end of that? Hey, I'm alive, idiots. <laughs> Taking note of this matter, the court has sought reports from the Uttar Pradesh government, the superintendent of police, and the police station house officer at that particular police station where the murder was reported. The court has also directed authorities not to take any coercive steps against the boy and his grandfather till further orders. Abe said, quote, I am safe and staying with my grandparents. I am alive. The police keep coming to our house and threatening my grandparents. I want to continue staying with them and hence want, I want the case to be closed. I am alive. <laughs> this poor guy. How do you, I don't understand. This dude showing up at court. He's alive. All right. What more evidence do you need here? It is the opinion of the court that this young boy is clearly the walking dead. Case dismissed. Put him back in the crypt. <laughs> Bailiff, if you could. I don't know. How, I mean, is there a test to see if someone's alive? I think we are. Uh, do you have to play Adele's music and see if it moves him? Is that how? That's how I know I'm dead inside. Adele's music does nothing for me. Uh, it says here the boy's lawyer, Kuldeep Jahari, claims the boy has been living with his maternal grandfather since 2013 as his father used to beat his mother and demand more dowry. Okay. Sounds like the father's not too nice of a fella. This is hearsay at this point, though. I don't know the family personally. After the mother died, it said, oh my goodness, did he beat the mother to death? After the mother died, it says the boy's grandfather filed a case against the father, I assume because they believed the father murdered her. In a tit-for-tat case, the father accused them of murdering the boy. But the boy was living with them. Oh, what a nightmare this is. Sounds like this father is a real piece of work, I tell you. And 
this case is more of a, you know, not proving that you're alive as much as proving the identity of the person that is alive. I mean, clearly the kid that's standing up and is like, hey, I'm alive. I'm here. He is, is alive. I mean, it's not like I'm alive. Oh, objection, your honor. Define alive. Uh, define alive. Okay. Uh, permission to approach the bench? A plane was forced to turn around after a horse got loose on board. <laughs> a horse got loose on the plane. Amazing. It probably wasn't too happy with the limited legroom, I guess. <sighs> I feel bad for the, uh, for, the, for the flight attendants. I don't know how you corral a horse when it's loose on a plane. Sir, sir, fasten your seatbelt. The sign is on. Please take your seat, sir. <laughs> I said get in your dang seat and eat your complimentary bag of oats. All right, let's get some details about the horse that was loose. I assume it's an emotional support horse. People have been bringing them onto planes, the miniature horses, because flying makes them very stressed, as though they're special. Oh, flying only makes you stressed. Yeah, the rest of us enjoy it. A recent incident compelled a Boeing 777 flying from New York to Belgium to divert back to its origin airport when a horse broke loose in the cargo hold the episode unfolded within the first half an hour of takeoff with the aircraft already above 30,000 feet the pilot urgently contacted air traffic control informing them of the escaped horse and the need to return to the airport they actually uh, released the audio between the pilot and air traffic control where the pilot can be heard saying uh, yes we are a cargo plane with a live animal we have a horse on board. The horse managed to escape its stall. There's no issue with flying the plane, but we need to go back to New York as we can't re-secure this horse. We're having a hard time re-securing the horse. Is there, is there a cowboy on the plane? It, does there happen to be a cowboy on the plane? Sir, I'm a doctor, not a cowboy. And uh, subsequently, the flight was forced to make a U-turn off the coast of Boston and dump about 20 tons of fuel over the Atlantic, 10 miles west of Martha's Vineyard, due to the flight's weight. That's why they dumped all that fuel. What a waste of fuel. Horrible. Just dumping fuel into the ocean. Is this common? Over a one stupid little horse, all that fuel. Wow. We deserve exactly what the planet's doing to us. <laughs> you know what I mean? It says amid the fuel dump, the pilot requested a veterinarian to be present at JFK when the plane arrived. Now, it says here it remains unclear how the horse managed to escape, but it remained unrestrained until the plane landed at JFK. I can just imagine the horse just prancing around a plane. <laughs> that just seems so silly and amazing at the same time. It never occurred to me that horses could be put on planes. Until now, I just never thought that that was a possibility, but obviously it makes sense. You have to get horses across oceans somehow. And whenever I cover a story about an animal loose on a plane, it always just comes back to snakes on a plane. And you're like, oh, is this going to be a movie? Horses on a plane, ponies on a plane, mares in the air, sky stallions, horse flies. <laughs> Anyone got any more? <laughs> And then, of course, you got to imagine Samuel L. Jackson starring, saying outrageous things about horses. Like, I've had it with these mother effing horses on this mother effing plane. Sir, there's only one horse loose on the plane. Well, that's one too many, if you ask me. Yay. A school district welcomes 17 sets of twins 
Kindergarten teachers in a Pennsylvania school district are seeing double this year as 17 sets of twins entered the school year, and they're all members of the graduating class of 2036. We have a quote from Morgan Weiser, who's mother of one of these sets of twins. She said, well, there's usually a couple of sets here and there, which is not that abnormal. But to have 17 sets of twins in the uh, incoming kindergarten grade for our district is just kind of wild, I would say. Yes, yes, yes. Wild indeed. We have another quote from a community relations coordinator named Jessica. She said, well, this is a very unique situation. In recent history, no one can recall this many sets of twins entering kindergarten at the same time. Isn't that unique? I'll tell you, I was certainly surprised as the number of twins just continued to grow and grow. And we are fortunate that the twins' families also found some humor and excitement in this unusual occurrence. Now, the article goes on to describe some issues with enrolling twins in schools. There are various philosophies about whether to place twins in the same class or to split them up. Uh, They say the decision is always up to the parents. Here's a quote from uh, that woman again. Families have the option to decide if they want their twins to remain together or have different teachers. So some of the kindergarten teachers have both siblings in their class, and some may just have one of the siblings in the class. And we have an example of a parent here who decided to separate her twins, have them go into different classrooms with different teachers. She looked at it as a way to provide her children with a unique opportunity to explore their individual interests, especially because they spend so much time together. She says, My daughter's very into ballet and dance, and my son is very into sports and lacrosse. They're used to being each other's buddy. They really have grown up doing most things together. All right, this is all fine and good, but is anyone going to address the issue here? Why are there so many damn twins in this one city? 17 in the same class? What is in the water? Is there a new nuclear power plant in the area? I mean, I really want to... <laughs> I mean, you can't help but think these things. What is going on where you have all these twins? Is this, is this happening all over the world or just in this one area? Yep. All right, Jonesy just Googled the issue because Jonesy wants to learn. As you do, I assume. Maybe you already know the answer to this. More twins are being born now than ever before, according to Google. Parents are increasingly using in vitro fertilization and deciding to have children later in life. And uh, these factors have pushed the number of twins higher, they're saying, all over the world. They're calling it Twin Peaks. How about that? A little play on words here. Uh, According to the Global Overview in the Journal of Human Reproduction, The peak was reached because of large increases in twinning rates in all regions over 30 years, from a 32% rise in twins in Asia to a 71% rise in North America. The number of twins born per thousand deliveries is particularly high in Europe and North America, and worldwide it's gone from 9 per 1,000 deliveries to 12 per 1,000 deliveries. So It's the drugs, guys. It's always the drugs. Hello, my friends and loyal listeners of the Weird AF News podcast. Thanks for joining me. If you haven't subscribed yet, please consider doing so. Just know that I do Weird News five days a week, and on Friday, it's only Weird News out of Florida. I want to give thanks and praise at this point of the podcast, as I typically do in the outro, 
Some people bought me coffee off my website, weirdafnews.com. Lisa from Finland bought me some coffees. Shout out to Lisa. Lisa has bought me many coffees off of my website, weirdafnews.com. She's been very supportive over the years, and we love Lisa from Finland. Lisa wrote, Jonesy, this donation is revenge for people like Larry that have to leave you bad feedback. No one asked you to be here, Larry. The rest of us love Jonesy, Larry. Go back home under your unfunny rock, Larry, and leave us alone. <laughs> I love that. I love it when, when my listeners stick up for me, as Lisa from Finland has done. Thank you, Lisa, for always being in my corner and for sticking up for me. And thanks for the caffeine. That's also extremely helpful in my life. Also, someone else bought me coffees. It's Sally. No last name, just Sally. Sally bought me coffees off my website, weirdafnews.com. And Sally wrote me a note. Thanks for a good laugh in a crazy world, Jonesy. Yeah. We need a good laugh in this crazy world, don't we? And luckily, we can use the crazy world to get the laughter because I think the only appropriate response to a crazy world is to laugh at it. And I've been doing that my entire life, laughing at the crazy world. And I think it's what keeps me sane. If you want to call this sane, I don't know how sane this is. You know, I spend a couple hours in a closet every day ranting and raving like an insane person. So, but yeah, I think this is the great way to to, uh, respond to a crazy world is with humor. So I want to thank you, Sally, for the coffees. And I just want to say good luck with your life, man. Yeah, you got to say that. People want people want me to say that to to them. So, to Lisa and Sally, good luck with your life, man. Good luck with your life, man. Man, look at what I like, like, like a life of man. Yeah, good luck with life. You guys want to email me? The email is funnyjones at gmail dot com. If any of these stories touched you, motivated you, and you want to call the show and leave me a voicemail, six four six five four zero. Or I'm sorry, six four six four five zero twenty twelve. Is that my number? Did I forget my own number? No, I think that's it. Yeah. Good luck with my life. <laughs>